So I would recommend don't script each answer as it will be likely that that will kind of get in the way of the spontaneity of the discussion. It will be a word for word rendition as opposed to a nice discussion. So you need to have flexibility. Hey there, and welcome to yet another episode of the World of Presentations podcast brought to you by the team behind Presentation Agency 356 Labs and uh, this industry-leading yearly presentation skills uh, conference that we are organizing called Present to Succeed. I'm Boris, uh, the founder of the company and your host for today's episode. And with me, I have another colleague of ours from the presentation industry. Her name is Tara Phillips. And to give you a little bit of context of who Tara is before I let her introduce herself, I can tell you that she's a public speaking coach for more than 15 years now. Uh, She has prepared a ton of people for their TEDx talks, and some of them ended up going on the big TED stage. And she works with companies like Nikon, Heineken, and ING, just to name a few. Tara, welcome to the podcast, and thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Perfect. So what did I miss? What else do people need to know about you? Okay. Well, um, on the personal side of things, they need to know that I'm a Brit that was originally from London, um, but I've actually been living in Amsterdam for over 20 years now. You're absolutely right. I coach and train international professionals to help them influence, inspire, and ultimately make things happen. But I also work for local small business owners. So I like working for the big guys, but also for the smaller local guys as well. Perfect. How did you, how did you, and every single person in our industry got in that industry by like some crazy, in a crazy, crazy way. What was your way to get into the presentation industry? How did you get involved? Ah, yes, you're absolutely right. I certainly haven't had a straight uh, career ladder, that is for sure. Now, I was actually a Toastmaster for five years initially. Do you know what Toastmasters is? Of course. Okay, yep. So it's an international community where people learn public speaking and leadership skills. Been doing that for five years when in 2009, I discovered TED.com. Now, I was blown away by what was then this innovative modern platform where I could learn about incredible ideas and breakthroughs and these amazing things that people were doing. So when I found out that TEDx was in Amsterdam, I had to get involved. So I became a speaker coach for them. Apart from I'd never actually done any speaker coaching before. Now, I was running a life coaching practice, so I did know how to get people from where they were to where they wanted to be. And with five years speaking experience, I knew the principles of oratory. I just hadn't actually ever put them together before. But sometimes you have to dare, huh? Yep. And this time it worked. And working with these dynamic people on getting their message clear and engaging was the best thing that I'd ever done. I'd found the professional love of my life. So I changed life coaching for speaker coaching. And for the past 10 years, I've been equipping my clients with the skills to be more effective presenters and communicators. All right. That is a hell of a story. (laughs) (laughs) That is a hell of a story itself. Today, however, we decided to also touch on on the topic of panels. Indeed. And and to be more concrete, online panels. Yes, Yes. Many people are afraid of joining a panel and when they get invited or when their company tells them, hey, 
we figured it out you are going to speak on this panel yes like everyone is like oh why me why me why me? <laughs> so I, that's what happens why would somebody let's start here like why would somebody even want to join a panel okay okay well let's take uh, a little step back to uh, to start off with and think well what is the purpose of a panel anyway now i believe that it's to bring together top talent in one area so that that group of experts can share and build on each other's experiences it's like a public exchange of ideas so for the viewer the benefit would be a thought-provoking inquiry through hearing a wide range of opinions, expertise, and experience. So then why would the panelists do it? What would they benefit from? Well, it would be an opportunity to share their knowledge and their expertise and to add value to the audience, but also to be seen as the expert. And it's a really great way to build your professional brand and ingre- increase your visibility also to um, for that of your company. All right. So anything else there? You, I, Because many people don't know, but we are on a video and I felt like you wanted to say something else. <laughs> anything else here? <laughs> because I felt like I stopped you in the middle. Of oh, no, not at all. Not at all. But I do, I do think that um, I can see people's reluctance to do it because there is a risk that it will be stayed and there's a risk that maybe it doesn't have the oomph of maybe a a live panel or indeed another presentation. But I do really believe that if we spend enough time preparing and and getting ourselves together, then it, it can be that lively discussion that it needs to be for the audience to really be engaged. And you mentioning the word preparing for yes. the panel. Yes, How yes, do yes. we do that? Like if somebody gets invited and they don't have any other option now, like their <laughs> boss or their manager is like, no, nope, you're doing it. <laughs> you are doing it. How should they approach it? How should they prepare? Yeah, really, yeah, really good question. Now, um, I think that it's difficult to, to prepare for a, a panel. So I think that everybody should definitely bear this in mind and leave a good amount of time and really allow themselves to do a good job. I think it's one of those things that definitely the more effort you put in behind the scenes, the better that it's going to be when you're actually um, on the screen. So I've seen a lot of panels where the moderator has just given the panelists a list of questions up front and the panelists just answer them in turn. Basically, it turns out to be a series of mini talks. Now, that's easier for everybody, but I think that it's a real missed opportunity for debate and engagement. You know, it is after all a panel discussion. Now, as the title of this podcast mentions, it's a quote borrowed from Guy Kawasaki. And he says, as far, uh, go as far as to pick a friendly fight with the moderator or another panelist. Let it rip. Have fun. Think of your panel as a friendly, though emotional conversation in front of 500 of your closest friends, which I really, really love. So if we use that as the purpose rather than just um, a series of little mini talks, then I suggest you can prepare in the following ways. First of all, number one, do your research. 
it's really, really useful to see how other people in your industry or discussing your particular topics are presenting themselves, their ideas, their opinions, their experience. So I would suggest to watch at least three other panels from different sources and make notes. How did the panelists grab your attention or not? You know, how uh, did these successful ones use their body language and their voice? You know, what did you notice about the interaction between the panelists? You know, what worked, what fell flat? Also, you know, was there anything that you made that made a panelist be remembered? You know, the thing that we want to do is, you know, create a, a memory in people's minds. So I would say do a lot of research on your uh, topic, but also research your moderator and your fellow panelists. Forewarmed is forearmed. And as much as you know, personally and professionally, then uh, the better shape that you're going to be in. So that's the first one, do research. Then secondly, I would say get really clear on your intended outcomes and objectives. There will probably be objectives with regards to the topic, objectives with regards to how you want to position your company. If it is your company that's putting you forward, how you want to position yourself if it's your own company and you're really out there for visibility. Now, uh, there's a handful of questions that I always ask for any speaking engagement and the same runs true for panels. So the three questions that you can ask is number one, what will be different for my audience once I've spoken? So it's based on the idea that whenever we speak, we create a difference for our audience. And what difference do we want to create? And then the second question is, how do I want my audience to think, to feel, to do, and to know? So we get really, really clear on what we want our audience to think, feel, do, and know. Once we've wrote those down, and these these questions are about, about the audience, but then the third one is about ourselves. How do I want to be perceived? Now, this is a really, really good one because if you want to be seen as fun, friendly and engaging, then you need to bring things with lightness. You know, you need to maybe even bring humor into the way that you're uh, answering the panelist questions, the way that you're in discussion. But if you maybe want to be seen as the serious expert then obviously you're going to want to bring a level of gravitas. And so you really need to think, well, how will I bring that? So it's really important for you to think about how do I want to be perceived? Because then you have a way better chance of actually achieving that in the way that you put your content together and the way that you um, have your voice and your body language. And then I would say the third point is to make notes on the questions and the topics to be discussed. And it's really good to always keep your objectives that you've just made in mind when you're selecting the material for your answers. It makes everything super focused on actually what you want to achieve, but also the value that you want to add to your audience. So I would recommend don't script each answer as it will be unlikely, it will be likely that that will kind of um, get in the way of the spontaneity of the discussion. And it won't, it will be a word for word rendition as opposed to a nice discussion. Um, So you need to have flexibility, but it's also really useful to have a few pieces of material on hand for each of the question so that you're prepared, but you can pull out 
the different things as and when they're needed. Now, those things can be the claims that you're making about what you believe to be true about that subject matter or that topic. But then if you've made a claim, then obviously you're going to want to give evidence to clarify it and support it and prove it. So then you want to be armed with the information, the data, but also the anecdotes and the stories. Because it's so important that when when we're on a panel, we're human, that we're personable um, and anecdotes and stories are the best way to to bring that. And so that's also a way that because you also should illustrate your examples. This could be personal, but it also could be with different different data, that kind of thing. So there would be my three top tips, at least, on how to prepare. Yeah, I I believe that these are like very much spot on and whoever is going to be joining a panel for sure you have to start here and clarify all of those things absolutely like absolutely that's there is no way around it for like for sure what are like if we need if we go to the next one and if we continue that discussion about panels uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you have seen with the people that you work with maybe, or just with the people that are more or less appointed to becoming a panelist? Yes. Uh, like what are the biggest challenges of them becoming successful in that role? Yeah, there are really quite some challenges with a panel as we've touched on um, touched on earlier. You know, this is not the easiest of speaking engagements. Now, one of the things is that there is this paradox between you need to be part of a group, but you also need to stand out. So there's a different dynamic to panels because you're not alone. You're not just giving your presentation. Um, It means that you need to listen and respond. It means that you need to go with the flow. But it also, but you still want to ensure that your points and your messages are communicated because you've got a reason why you want to go there yourself. So there's that there's that challenge of those those dual um, those dual roles being part of the group, but standing out. Um, Another challenge that I really find is that you need to be energetic and enthusiastic, but mostly you're sitting down and there's no obvious audience. There's just the camera and maybe your fellow panelists. Um, And it's really difficult to kind of ramp up that energy that's really engaging when you're in this more kind of staid environment and to still kind of come across as natural and not necessarily a performer or an actor. And you also need to be succinct and interesting. You know, there isn't room for long rambling answers. You know, you don't have that 20 minute keynote to be able to finally get round to the key points that you want. You need to make your point and then give space for the fellow fellow panelists. And, And that can really be a challenge for a lot of people to get to the point really succinctly and clearly. All right. Any tips, like saying all of that, like just mentioning all of those challenges that are, that you can easily see with the people that are participating in those online panels. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are, what are some tips and tricks for them? Obviously, except for the ones that you already mentioned in the preparation phase, 
let's go a little bit more advanced here. Like what are the tips and tricks for a successful online panel participation? Let's put it yes. this way. Yeah. So when so we before we were talking about, you know, the things that can be done beforehand but obviously there's loads of stuff that could be done when you're actually there in the in the panel now one of the things that i would suggest is um to step away from the camera now not too much but um often what people do as as almost i'm doing now is that if they they their head and shoulders are in view now we know already from lots of things about virtual communication that one of the challenges is that there's so many cues missing now one of the ways that we can help give some more cues physically if we step away from the camera enough that our arms and hands are showing then we can start using gestures now if we go back far enough, gestures were the precursor to language. We use gestures to communicate. And there's been so much research to show that even now we need gesture and voice for that whole communication experience. So while we're online and our hands, arms and therefore our gestures are out of sight, we're making it so much more difficult for our audience to get our messages because they're not getting that whole thing. So one one really, really strong message, uh, tip that I've got is step away from the camera so that people can see your gestures. Um, another one that I would say is turn off self-view. Um, so that's when you that's when you see see yourself. For a lot of people, it can be distracting. Um, I believe that it's quite difficult to really be engaged and connected with the subject matter, with all of our fellow panelists, if there's just that little bit in our brain that's thinking about ourselves. Oh, I just made a really funny mouth thing there. Or, oh, I really should have gone to the hairdresser before I went on this panel. Or, oh my God, I look angry, but I'm not angry. Or, you know, all, all, all these, all this internal uh, self-talk that we have when we can see ourselves. Um, so I think that to be truly engaged and 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 committed to the panel, we should turn off self-view. Now, I've heard that actually not all platforms can do this. I don't know whether you you you, you know that, but um, like Microsoft Teams, it's not possible, for example. So my tip would even be just to go manual old school and grab a piece of paper and just stick it onto your screen where the... <laughs> Where, where where your own picture is and just just get rid of yourself that way so, so sometimes you need to uh, improvise shall we say yep another thing that i would recommend is to use conversational language now for me there's a, a barrier that's created if we talk in corporate language or we use jargon and I believe that uh, a panel discussion, as I said earlier, is all about being personable. Um, and it's so difficult to do that if we're just using corporate language rather than just trying to have a conversation. So when you're making your notes, really make sure that you're uh, that you're using words that are uh, conversational rather than corporate. 
Okay. And my last tip, which actually right, one isn't more. one more, which which actually isn't about when you're there in the panel, but will help you uh, enormously, is to practice first. I, I I call I call it from from the page to the stage. So something that the notes that you might have written that seem to seem to flow lovely and look beautiful when they're actually there written written out can sometimes sound so different when you're actually saying them. And the only way that you're going to get to know how they do sound is to get them out there, is to rehearse and practice. So do that with a friend to to start off with, just so that you can see how things land and how your messages um, flow. And which is the best, like, if you have to go back in time, like, is there is there one panel that made a huge impression on you? Like, is there something that you saw or participated in or coached for and you were like, wow, that turned out to be a huge success. <laughs> like that one was way better than everything. Yeah. That well, there, there, there's definitely one that uh, sticks in mind um i'm full full disclosure i didn't i didn't coach it myself i was um i was in the audience and it was for tata consultancy services um leadership summit and there were four leaders of industry with an audience of global ctos and cios so you know the the, the pressure was really there when you right. you think about the level of uh, peers that were in in the um in the audience and it was a great discussion about what's required of a leader in these times and I've seen similar panels like this where people are so scared maybe of you know going against the the, the company line or seeming to come ac- across personable they just keep it so tight and so corporate uh, that it's just amazingly dull it's almost like you know re- reading some kind of sales brochure or something um but these guys weren't like that you know they they gave really different and authentic uh, opinions on what it's really like to be in these higher echelons of corporate power. And there was one female panelist that boldly took a stand about gender balance in leadership in front of a predominantly male audience. And you could tell that she was being brave. You could tell that she was making a stand for something at that point. And there was also also another panelist told a touching story about his relationship with his grandson to demonstrate a point about high-powered leadership. And just in general, the whole panel was alive with wisdom and humanity. And I wish that more were like that one. Wow. All right. And there, by the way, what you said, if you just, everyone that's listening to this one, if you just carefully listen to what made that panel a success, you can very easily copy paste the ideas, right? (laughs) Okay. It's not very easy, right? But still, these are additional tips. But it's possible. Absolutely. 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 But as you said, like those people are super experienced and they're able to get on a stage, go on a stage and deliver a presentation, a pan, or participate in a panel, and it looks seamless. You know, it looks seamless, even though, even though for sure, I would guess that their experience really kicks in in this moment, and that helps them out tremendously. Plus, maybe they have also been prepared. Maybe they also prepare themselves, right? It's not impossible for 
us to think about that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would be really surprised if that had gone as well as it had without a whole load of preparation. Yeah, there is. Sometimes people think that some all of those things just happen by coincidence or like it's just them, you know, it's how they roll well it's not always <laughs> that's not always the case uh, the people like this uh, and especially on that level the c level executives that you mentioned those people are they really spend time on honing their skills and being prepared to look in the best possible way anyway. absolutely absolutely i mean it, you know as as you you know the scenario that you that you set at the beginning of this podcast you know you've been almost like told by your company that you need to be on a panel well, what's the reason for that you know it's it's to um it's it's to give a reputation you need you need to uphold a reputation um and i i really believe that you cannot uphold a reputation by winging it and just hoping that it's going to go okay because that's that's not <laughs> where the magic happens yeah and even if magic happens once or twice on the first yeah. time you have a problem so don't wing it that is an imp- people trust you to go there right indeed you're indeed. like whoever sends you there shows that they are trusting you to deliver on that on that exactly panel yeah. or whatever um on yeah. whatever engagement it is so whatever yeah you're representing yourself but also your 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 uh company absolutely Tari, we always ask, who should we get next on the podcast? Anybody on top of your head? Like, do you have a favorite person related somehow, mm. somehow with mm, the world mm, of presentation? Okay. Anybody. One name though, just one. And I will be writing down. <laughs> okay. Well, um, one, if, if, if we're talking about preparation and, and moving that one, one step further, then there is a brilliant woman called Jessica Lynch. And she works with people on their speaking strategies and on their communication strategies. So, um, and helping people to get more speaking gigs once they know what their strategy is. And I think that if there's ever room for that forward thinking, um, and there's so much information and advice that she can give in this area. So Jessica's your woman. Okay. I wrote it. I actually wrote it down. I mean, I'm serious. So I'll try to reach out to Jessica and see what we can do. Perfect. Hopefully she will get into the podcast and share her uh, wisdom in regards to getting more uh, being more strategic, let's put it yeah. uh, in regards to your speaking. Yes. One last here. Um, you said like this. The last qu- the last question is always, hey, where can people find you? What is the best place for them to connect? Let's answer those two first. Okay. Well, um, like everybody, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and that is my platform of choice. So please do find me at uh, as, as Tara Phillips with two L's on, on LinkedIn. Um, but also feel free to drop me a line, send me an email. Um, I can either put you on my monthly Tara's top tips list. But also if you drop me a line, I can send you a free panel discussion 
guide. Um, I've put uh, something together that will expand on the things that we've spoken about today so that you can really make a kiss kick ass. Uh, right. I was about panel. to ask about that one because we discussed it beforehand. I was about to ask how can you get that free thing? <laughs> But you already said it. Is it can they drop the can you can they shoot your message on LinkedIn or should it be only over email? Uh, LinkedIn is also fine. All right. So everybody yes. you heard that you heard that already. So Find Tara on LinkedIn. Um, if you are for some reason not able to find her, um, just go to our blog and in the show notes of this episode, you will find a link to her profile. So then click message, etc. Click connect first, right? So let's yep. go and say click connect first. Give <laughs> her a reason. Hey, we listen to this podcast with Boris, <laughs> whatever, or just figure out something creative and then uh, connect with her to get that. Um, that is it a PDF? Maybe. Yes. Yes. Right. Tara, as you promised, short and sweet. <laughs> short and sweet. <laughs> short and sweet. Most of our episodes go way beyond 40 or 45 minutes. This one is not there. You promised to keep it short and sweet. And here we have it. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining. That was a that was a pleasure to have you. And you shared a lot of interesting things. Hopefully, people who are going to panels or who, I don't know, maybe push themselves to enroll in those panels or just are being sent to those panels are going to hear that one and especially pay attention to the preparation phase because I think that one is the biggest one, right? People absolutely, absolutely. That that and energy and enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you heard it, everybody. You heard it from Tara. That's the, These are just the minimal amount of steps that you need to plan for and that you need to put in when you are about to participate in a not a post I was about to say on a podcast okay, not <laughs> do you know it's really similar it's so way, similar. It very similar that's what that's what the, I was about yeah. to say that is very similar Tara again thanks for joining that was a blast I had a blast this was super cool um hopefully we'll be able to get you at some point again and talk about many of the other subjects that you like to talk about. There were five topics actually that we were choosing from yes. to discuss. We have four more, at least four more. So get ready. That's right. That's right. That's what happens when you become a geek about something, huh? There is, yeah. <laughs> there's always more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone, the links, her prof, Tara's profile is going to be in the show notes, find her, connect with her, chat with her. If you have any questions in regards to the topic of being a panelist and more importantly, being a successful panelist, just drop us a line, shoot us a message on LinkedIn or any other social media platform. I'll make sure that if Tara doesn't see that message, I'll make sure that I will bring her into that platform and she will also respond. Okay. So just let us know if you have a question. In the meantime, check our website also 356labs.com and also take a look at the conference that we are organizing called Present to Succeed. And thanks for listening. And in case you found the episode useful, subscribe to the podcast and why not even leave us a review on iTunes as it's the most popular one. Thanks again and see you in the next one.